Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to show South Bay Spotlight on February 20th, 2020. Live, love, laugh, and leave a legacy. That's what we do here in the South Bay of Los Angeles, and it's a beautiful place to do just that. This segment of the South Bay Show is brought to you by Your Actualized Visions, a local advertising agency. Your Actualized Visions offers all your advertising needs under one roof. From logo design, business cards, banners, and signage, to online services such as website design, SEO management, promotional videos, reputation management, and loyalty promotions, you name it and Your Actualized Visions will handle it for you on time and under budget. Built on the needs of their clients, your Actualized Visions is competitively priced and economical, saving you money and greatly enhancing your bottom line. At Your Actualized Visions, customer service is all local with one point of contact. No more dealing with robo-answering machines, getting the runaround, or speaking to someone in another country. Your Actualized Visions understands your hyper-local advertising needs and focuses on bringing you real clients. They do not buy likes, followers, or fake results. Your campaigns are real, built with real community followers who want to purchase your services and products. The only thing standing in the way of your company's success is you now picking up the phone right now and calling your actualized visions at 310-413-8773. To learn more about what your actualized visions can do for you and your company, visit the website at youractualizedvisions.com. Your Actualized Visions, your dreams today, not someday. I'm your host, Joe Terry, and you can read all about our many adventures on Facebook at facebook.com forward show and of course I'm not alone because of our great partnership with South Bay by Jackie.com and executive producer of the South Bay show Jackie Balestra hey Jackie how are you I'm okay but your mic is acting up um, I'm not I, I you 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 went out a couple of times uh, during that intro so uh, I don't know if that's going to be oh. okay in the playback but I just thought I'd mention it right at the top um, other than okay. that I am I am well. I am well uh, this morning. I survived uh, the Valentine slash President Day long weekend. Um, yes. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, went, we, we went to a party Valentine's night uh, on Friday night. Some friends were throwing a Valentine's Day party, which uh, had to be one of the best parties I've been to in a long time. It was a lot of fun and uh kind of took us all weekend to recuperate but um that's besides the point <laughs> it was a good time <laughs> yeah wonderful yeah. wonderful yeah. so um we are in a very strange period it's february but it's kind of you were saying uh lots of tourists uh in the area and uh oh it's yeah the yeah of my weekend it, it, yeah, the, in my weekend guide that went out this morning, um, it's so funny because, I, you know, John and I do a strand cruise, you know, just about every weekend. I mean, unless it's raining or really windy or cold. Uh, and, and it's so funny because during football season, it's like the strand, the bike path, everything is deserted. Everything's yeah. deserted because everybody's indoors watching football, you know, mm-hmm. Um and it was funny because we went out for a bike ride this past weekend, and uh, it was like, where did all these people come from? It, I, I couldn't believe how many people were out. It was it was it, it it was like summer. It was as crowded as summer. And as I said, uh, yeah. you know, walking through different downtown areas. You know, I was in the Riviera. I was in downtown Hermosa. I was in downtown Manhattan over the weekend. Um, it, it was just it seemed really crowded. And of course, you know, a lot of tourists. And you know, you can just tell tourists. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you, yeah. you can you can pick them out. Uh, so there were there were a lot of people out and about. And I was like, where did all these people come from? And then I realized, a, it was the long weekend, and b, football season was over. So it's like everybody came came mm-hmm. out of their uh, 
uh, dens. Uh, they came out from in front of their TVs, and everybody was out enjoying the sunshine. <laughs> right. Good. Wonderful. All right. So we have we have some uh, news this morning. We want to get out right at the top. Uh, so for anybody listening, oh. newsflash: we're giving away Whoa. a couple of LA Kings tickets. And a signed jersey this morning, and we're we're doing a trivia challenge, courtesy of the Domo Group. All right, right. Uh, we do the, this right. with them like once a year. Uh, they come back every year during hockey season, and uh, you know I never noticed about hockey season and when everybody, if everybody, do they do, do they play hockey games like on on uh, during the day on Saturday and Sunday? We'll have to find out. We'll have to talk to our guests this morning and find out uh, if it's the same effect during hockey season as it is during football season. Right, Joe? Right. Absolutely. And I'm, I can't decide whether I'm more excited about the Jersey or the ticket. <clears throat> well, you could be excited think... about both because you're not getting either. Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> that's, that's why I'm excited. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You can't call it. Right. So uh, shall we get right. to it? Yes. Jackie, <clears throat> who are our guests today? Okay, we have a returning guest this morning, Rob Friedman, and his associate, first-time guest, Donald McVicker, from the Domo Group. Now, as a REMAX uh, Hall of Fame inductee, Rob Friedman has devoted his life to being a top-producing realtor in the South Bay. He was one of the first 70 agents at REMAX International to receive one of their highest honors of being part of the Circle of Legends. No other realtor at REMAX has sold more real estate in the beach cities. Rob has been recognized by the Wall Street Journal as one of the top 30 real estate agents in the country. His love for the beach cities, coupled with his knowledge of the area, has helped catapult his residential real estate business. His passion for real estate is what what has driven him to found Villa Darte Development, a real estate development company, and the property management company First Light. Now, Rob's business philosophy is to add value to everything you touch. This philosophy has been the driving force behind his success and desire to constantly be educated about all aspects of the real estate business. There is no other realtor in the South Bay with, with as much knowledge and experience. Now, Donald McVicker, a native of and current homeowner in Hermosa Beach, understands the value of living in the South Bay. The beaches, weather, and lifestyle are hard to beat. As a realtor for over 15 years, he enthusiastically shares his knowledge for living in such a wonderful town. Now, helping find clients, uh, helping clients find or sell their home is uh, something he takes personally. We all know that buying a home is one of the most expensive purchases one can make, and he doesn't take it lightly. Donald graduated from the California Maritime Academy with a degree in marine transportation and obtaining his third mate's license as, as a ship's officer. He soon after began working in the maritime industry, representing companies in important export pricing, giving him an extensive history of negotiating. He prides himself on getting the most for his clients on every transaction. Now, while he enjoys getting away, he's always grateful to be right here at home at the beach. So, Joe, we're back on one of our favorite topics today, real estate, uh, and we're, we're going to yeah. hear about what's new in the market and the latest trends. Rob Donald, welcome to the program. We're so glad you could join us this morning. Thank you, Jack. Thank you Joe. for having glad us. Glad to be here again. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you very much. Um, this is obviously <laughs> one of the hottest uh, topics of conversation at all parties, including amazing, great uh, Valentine's Day parties. I'm sure some people were talking about real estate prices. And uh, <laughs> it, <laughs> Jackie, am I wrong? No, no, no. You're right. You're right. It always comes up. Always, always. Um, so uh, let's let's start uh, with what the market looks like today. And uh, obviously, we're going to get into where it's going. But Donald, let's start with you. What where do you think the market is today? It's a great question, Joe, and you guys are right. We we hear it daily, and um, sometimes it just depends on whether you're buying or selling, what perspective you're looking mm-hmm. at it from. But we find it to be a very regular market. Um, I think it can consistently been like this the last year and a half, and seem to be so with a, a little bit less inventory at the moment, but um, mm-hmm. it's a little more balanced. Um, you're finding sellers are doing okay. You're taking the local area in North Redondo and Torrance and the 
anywhere from million to $2 million range. There are multiple offers on well-priced homes and I don't mean two or three, there's up to 10, 12, 15 offers on some of these homes and it's really hot and it's, uh, it's exciting. It's fun. Um, it's keeping everybody mm-hmm. on their toes. Uh, it's been interesting. Definitely. Um, and do, do you have anything to add to that, Rob? Uh, it's amazing. This time of year is, of course, when our real estate market starts, as Jackie mentioned, once Super Bowl's over, everybody comes in the streets and they also start, <laughs> also start buying homes. So, <laughs> That's uh, funny. I didn't know that. It, it, <laughs> I didn't, we call I didn't that, know that the day after Super Bowl. Yeah, we call the day really? after Super Bowl uh, January 1st. So wow. once once that starts, it, it is on fire. I mean, our market, our spring market, is generally our hottest market that, during the year it, consistently. For the last three years, it's been kind of a strange market in which people seem to be waiting for the other shoe to drop to find out if prices are going to drop. Somehow, the, the, the psyche now at the beginning of this year is very different, and we expect to see a bump, if not a ratcheting up of pricing in the South Bay again this spring, which we really have not seen uh, across, the, across the entire spectrum of real estate in our area for the last three years. So it's kind of exciting time. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Um, is, that, is, that, is that because of politics, Rob? Is, is that like go hand in hand with things like consumer confidence and the stock market? Why is that? It, those are the primary elements for sure is the stock market and people's uh, confidence in where the market's going. Last year, towards the end of the year and kind of in the, in the fall, realtors in their conversations with clients and clients in their conversations with realtors were stating that they felt that the, the thing was coming to an end and that uh, they were either going to make a purchase now or hunker down for quite a while. And then a strange thing happened. Uh, interest rates dropped again when we thought rates were going to go up and sort of sort of curtail this market, um, they dropped. So right now we are, again, at historically low interest rates, which has been, I think, the biggest driving factor for confidence. That coupled with the fact that I think there is maybe, while the stock market is increasing in value, there's also a little bit less confidence in that the stock market's ability to continue. So people then look for other places to put their assets and also the money they've earned in the stock market. So, yeah, right. definitely uh, both really you know, good bellwethers of that. It's interesting, um, Joe. I'm just. I'm sorry. I just have to stay on this train of thought for a second. Yeah, um, it's yeah. interesting because last year you heard the word recession a lot. It was almost as if there were some people that were hoping for a recession. Actually, there were some people hoping for a recession. I, I remember hearing Bill Maher saying something about that, and 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 I haven't heard that that word in a couple of months. And it's interesting because I was watching. Uh, some I don't know, not CNBC, one of those cable channels, the money, the money, one of the money channels, and um, there was an expert on. I can't remember his name, of course, but he was saying something to the effect of, um, "A recession do- just doesn't happen." He was talking about how uh, people seem to think that you know it goes up and then it comes down. It's natural. It's cyclical. You know, most things are cyclical. But this guy said yeah. a recession doesn't just happen. Something makes it happen," he said. And if there's nothing on the horizon that will will throw us into a recession, he said, "There's no reason to have one." Um, so, does that have something to do with it? You well, I guess I'll that Donald, I mean, Donald. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think that's the nail on the head. There has been this speculation, even for the last few years, that people are expecting that, and. They're the ones that are uh, hoping to get in the market and jump in when there's a chance. But latest reports are, you know, from major banks, the the interest rates are going to stay down. There isn't necessarily an economic downturn in the schedule for not scheduled rather, but looked upon this year. So anything other than, like you say, Jackie, catastrophic um, where you got that report Things are just kind of swimming along smoothly and, and strong economy. And like Rob mentioned, um, things are on the upswing right now. So uh, other you know, than something major, 
um, it looks like another mm-hmm. solid year in everything real estate and economy. Mm-hmm. Well, shoot, we like the sound of that, don't we, Joe? Yeah, we love that. Um, I mean, I. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Who's that? I was Rob? just going to mention Rob? that you know there, it all looks it all looks pretty rosy at this point, given that, and there's definitely uh, some lurking things that we would want to think about just in term in long term thinking. But in the short term, we're going to have a very exciting real estate market, and the economy is going to look really good. One the interest rate thing is kind of interesting because people say, what's going to happen when rates go up 2%? Well, it's hmm. probably not a really good chance of rates going up 2%, maybe ever. And the reason for that is because <laughs> the government has created so much debt that in order to repay that debt, we have two ways to do it. One is massive inflation, which reduces the value of the dollars. And two is going to be with, uh, by having low interest rates forever. So we've chosen the latter path. And so that's good in terms of, of trying to build wealth through leverage. And I think that's going to portend wealth for our real estate market. But in terms of what catastrophic kinds of events can happen, remember what it felt like. Maybe you don't, but remember what it felt like in 2003. That was a long time before our actual recession hit. But there were certainly markers at that point that said, yeah, I think this market's coming to an end. And then guess what? It didn't happen. It didn't happen because there were some artificial things like the Federal Reserve pushing things along and making sure that we had low interest rates uh, into that period of time and making people uh, have the ability to purchase homes that probably shouldn't have bought them. And that created a huge issue. So the feeling is that we're in a really good space right now, but we're not exactly sure why we didn't take a sort of a break. A downturn, a recession, a natural Normal recession is good for the real estate market, good for the economy. It's good for everybody because it helps reset things before they take off again. We kind of had a little bit of that in 2016. It was so mild that nobody even noticed it in the South Bay unless you actually pointed out certain things or actually involved in something like we had building projects going on, which didn't see the results that we thought they were going to. Not a big drop in prices, no real losses, but not really any, any real big gains. So now we look forward to now, and things just seem really normal. When things seem normal, as Donald put it in the first place, I don't want to say there's a reason to be concerned, but be wary of what thing, what could happen in the next five to ten years. Right. <laughs> you know, right. you said uh, you don't know if anybody remembers 2003. I remember the late 1970s, Rob. I remember the <laughs> late 1970s. <laughs> When, when interest rates were 17 and 18 percent, it was ridiculous. <laughs> I'm so glad we're nowhere near that. Uh, but, but you know, no, you know something. I, I Joe, I'm going to jump in again. I'm so sorry. I just got to ask okay, about no, this. Okay, no problem. No, <laughs> not no problem. ask about. It. I just wanted to tell Rob, Rob, Rob and Donald of of a, a story. It's not even a funny story. It's just a story. Um, I have a couple of uh, girlfriends. I, uh, I've told this story before, Joe. I have a, one girlfriend here in Southern California. Uh, during the tech boom um, in the 90s, she called me one day from work, and she said, I'm officially a millionaire. And I said, good for uh, you. She was sitting there look, looking at her stock stock prices. You know, her stock had gone up. Yeah. She owned stock in the company. And I said, now what you have to do is go out and buy some real estate. And she's like, mm-hmm. no, I can't aff- afford to live in the beach. I said, no, no, no. I said, not even necessarily for you. I said, go buy a condo, you know, uh, you know, someplace else, you know, go, go buy a condo and rent it. You know, I said, go and buy, take some of that money and diversify and buy some real estate. Uh, the story of course goes, she didn't. And then it crashed and she was no longer a millionaire. All right. Uh, so yeah. And, and I have another girlfriend who lives in New York city that for years, uh, and she worked for a, you know, financial firm and same situation. She's built up all of this money in, in, in stocks and, you know, investments of that type. And I've been telling her for years, go out and buy. An, and she's like, Jackie, I can't afford an apartment. This is, I said, not for you. I said, go buy an apartment in Brooklyn and rent it out. She didn't listen mm. to me either. So, no. you know. Well, I, I need to borrow to you, that? Jackie, and, and <laughs> be my wing woman as I go out every weekend. <laughs> <laughs> That would be so, fun. That would be fun. So, <laughs> so I'm going to throw this one to Donald. Uh, this is 
something, Donald, that I, you know, hear about from friends, and we talk a lot about not only politics, but obviously economics. Fed, the Fed is not, Jerome Powell is not going to raise interest rates if he, if he uh, doesn't want to, the ire of Donald Trump. If he doesn't want to be tweeted to death, he will not raise interest <laughs> rates. But, um, have, Donald, I want to ask you about something very technical. It's called the, the, the inverted yield curve. Have you heard of this? It's basically when long-term bonds, which traditionally have higher yields because, hey, your, your money's tied up longer. Well, when long-term bonds do not have higher yields than short-term bonds, when they have a, a lower yield than short-term bonds, that's called an inverted yield curve. And it's always 100% of the time predicted a recession. We don't know when that's going to happen, but it is always predicted a recession 100% of the time. And we're currently in an inverted yield curve. Donald, what do you think about that? Well, I'm definitely not a technical person or a propeller head like Rob with these uh, details, but it, Rob said earlier, it's a strange market. And I think a, a great many people are looking at that and holding off from a real estate standpoint. That's what they're holding off for. They're waiting for the other shoe to drop. When is it? Mm. I've heard people over the years say the same thing. I'm waiting until next year because this is going to happen. There's going to be a recession. There's going to be a drop in the market. The prices are going to drop. It's not sustainable. That That's a very common conversation with a lot of folks. Mm. And it hasn't, it hasn't, it still hasn't happened. So if you said that in 2017 and 18 and 19, now like Jackie's friends, you've unfortunately missed out from the you technical the perspective. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Right. And it's our, our sort of rule of thumb is that if you can afford a home in the South Bay, and this is for a, a long term, over five years, seven years, that this isn't a gamble for you. You're purchasing a home to live in, to have a roof over your head and to be here and to have that investment from a real estate perspective, jump in. I, I wouldn't try and time the market just like mm-hmm. you know, I wouldn't try and time the market from a stock perspective. So that's a good question, Joe. I, no one, you know, we like to joke, my crystal ball's in the shop. Don't know what's going to happen moving forward, but uh, it's a good one. It's a very detailed one, um, and then you're throwing politics and things in the mix. It's uh, it'll be interesting to see where it shakes out. I like Rob said earlier, right. he was leading up to something, and I wondered what the time frame was going to be. He said, "Well," and then he said, five to seven years." So it's all long-term right. stuff. It's very difficult to right. to see what's going to happen here in the near near future. Right. All right. On that well, note, on that note, I, um, let's let's uh, let's do the trivia. Let's because we've got a couple of things to give away, and this conversation okay. is already going fast. Uh, so, so okay. So wait. So wait. Let let's let's not give the jersey away first. Let's give the tickets away first. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. Because the, the All jersey right. means more Anybody? to me. <laughs> All right. Okay. So. <laughs> Jersey means more to you. All right, the call-in number. If you if you want to win, we're going to give away a couple of Kings tickets. The call-in number is 714-242-5288. That's 714-242-5288. And we're going to give away a couple of uh, uh, two uh, tickets to, let me see, uh, Prize two tickets, L.A. Kings versus the Toronto Maple Leafs on March 5th at 7.30. All right? That's that's the prize. We're giving away two L.A. Kings tickets uh, versus the Toronto Maple Leafs on March 5th at 7.30. Okay. The question is, all right, the the Los Angeles Kings routinely play a crosstown rivalry with the Anaheim Ducks. What is the name of this rivalry? All right. If you know yeah. the name of the rivalry, call in at 714-242-5288. All right. The question again, the Kings routinely right. play a cross-town rivalry with the Anaheim Ducks. 
what is the name right. of this rivalry? All right, so that's right. seven one four. We don't want the name of the stadium. We don't want the name no. of the free. We want the name of what that rivalry is called. Yes, and again, the number is seven one four two four two five two eight eight. I will man the board while you guys uh, continue the conversation. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. So, so Rob. Okay. So inverted yield curve. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jerome Powell values his. Yeah, please, please. Sure. Yeah, it's 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 very. You say an interesting thing. I've heard people talk about inverted bond yield curves being a precursor to new sessions. For my my father was was a worked for the Federal Reserve Board for twenty five years. So I did get a a pretty good economics lesson every night at the dinner table. And what Mm -hmm. you the first thing you talk about, which is kind of interesting, having an inverted bond yield curve because there's no predictor of how long that'll be, it's kind of like predicting an earthquake in California. Well, eventually it's going to happen. So I can say if it turns right. Thursday, then that means there's going to be an earthquake sometime in the future. I, we don't know when. And it's actually not entirely true that we've had inverted uh, bond yield curves and, and, and had a recession follow. We did have that in 2017. We had the same situation. It only lasted momentarily, then changed. Now we've had more of an extended time frame where that's been the case. And it, it's, it's a, the reason why it's a precursor is because it talks to consumer confidence. If people are not confident mm-hmm. that, that, future holds, that the future is going to be solid, then they're not going to purchase bonds in a way that creates a normal bond yield curve. They purchase bonds mm-hmm. in the short term, but, but in the long term, uh, the interest rates are going to be affected by their confidence in the future economy. So that's kind of why it's a precursor, because it's, it's, it's predicting people's feelings about the economy. But let's go back real quickly as it relates to real estate. And, and this is why we talk about people buying a home when they find the home that they like. We talk about this in our team all the time. When is the best time to purchase real estate? We can't do market timing because no one's smarter than the market. So the time to buy a home is when you find a home that you want that works for your needs, that you can afford uh, within your means, and then you buy it. And the reason in our area why it is self-protected is because, and this is a really, really interesting statistic, if you're going to remain in a home for 10 years, there has never been a 10-year period in the history of recorded statistics in the South Bay where the price and value of that home was not higher than it was the day you bought it 10 years later. Never any rolling period of time of 10 years. So there is a protection that whenever you buy your home, even if you bought it at the tippy top of a market and we had the most severe recession right after you wait 10 years, you've made more, you've made money. So that's Mm -hmm. really a good thing to think about in terms of being confident with a real estate purchase in the South Bay. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, uh, Just uh, anecdotally, of course, that's, that's always been true as long as I've been here in the South Bay since the, the, early 90s and uh so people are looking uh people are wondering if they can buy if they can afford it is there any are there any tricks that you guys can offer to people or any advice that you guys can offer to people generically speaking that people can help people afford homes i mean um obviously Income is income. The job is the job. If two people are working, double income. Uh, but what, what are some of the, the strategies that people can use to truly afford to live in the South Bay? Because it is expensive. Donald? Yeah, I'll defer to you there, Rob. Dive in. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought you might talk to him about our, our, our rent versus own analysis that we do for people, which kind of speaks to that in a sense where people sometimes know, don't understand how much they, and that helps speak mm-hmm. to that. Do you want to, you want to talk about that? I got yeah, it. If you'd like. That's an interesting one. No, I mean, uh, on, uh, uh, on the surface, sure. And then, yeah, Joey's just, I had a thought there. I have this calendar just to segue out for a second. It's the unmotivational calendar and, and just in lieu of the conversation there, it said the, the best time to buy a home was five years ago. And I just saw that yesterday, oddly enough, I thought that was kind of fun <laughs> in relation to that. But um, 
<laughs> right. There's a, a variety of things we talk about at the team where we're educating clients and what we can do. And Rob's come up with the program over the years and it's continually um, evolving and changing for the market. And it's this rent versus own scenario for folks that feel they don't have the ability to purchase a house yet. They're spending an enormous amount of money on rent every month. There's terrific programs that lenders that we have uh, relationships with educate folks and bring them into the mix and let them, let them know what they can do. There's certain amounts of, uh, what was I going to say, money that forward. How did I? Hmm, I had a good thought, train of thought there. Mm-hmm. I just think you find that a lot of people renting here um, at the price we pay can afford something, maybe not in the direct area they're living, but maybe on Hawthorne and Torrance and East Hermosa or Manhattan. And, and I think educating them that and showing them these tools that we have uh, are very valuable and bring them into the mix. I was trying to think it's not really a trick per se, but it's educating in them. And, and Rob's had this for years utilizing it. And it's been successful for us in, in bringing people into afford a home that they didn't think they could previously. Mm-hmm. Well, one of mm-hmm. the things Joe, mm-hmm. that people that our clients often forget, especially first time buyers is that there are still, even with the tax laws changing, there are still tax advantages to home ownership. So even though mm-hmm. they've limited uh, some of this, you can write off, you get to deduct the interest on your mortgage up to $750,000. And you may be able to, mm-hmm. to also deduct some property taxes, depending on how many other write-offs you have. Um, you can only write up up to $10,000 of, of state uh, in the state of California. So sometimes that precludes writing off property taxes. But even with that, the one thing that people find out and our biggest uh, hurdle for buyers is, is down payment. So to your point, mm-hmm. how do we help people uh, in terms of trying to figure out a way to gather the down payment so that they can get into a position where they can, mm-hmm. can buy a home? That seems to be the biggest limiting factor because with tax advantages that they have and with low down payments that are required by some lenders, it's actually cheaper in real terms, cheaper to, to pay your mortgage payment than it is your rent payment if you have the down payment. So we help them with the, in right. that regard. And the biggest way that we help people, believe it or not, is by having them go to family members, particularly mom and dad. The bank of mom and dad is hopefully always open, but when, when we mm-hmm. show uh, our clients how to approach their mom and dad in terms of an investment strategy uh, and an estate planning strategy, oftentimes the parents will want to access equity that their parents may have in the home that they live in uh, in order to help their kids with the down payment that allow them to get on the bandwagon. And because we are in that rare situation with low interest rates where it's cheaper to own than rent, it's a very, very good strategy. So with this, the other thing that we have in this rent versus own strategy, this, this uh, analysis sheet that we do, which is really fascinating, it's where the magic happens, is, is leverage. And I think, Joe, you know what leverage is. It's using other people's money in order to create an advantage and investment strategy. In the case of buying right. a home, if you put 10% down on a home, you're borrowing 90% of that money. If you're borrowing that money at these days, one and a half to 3%, and if mm-hmm. your rate of appreciation is 5%, you're leveraging the bank's money and you're making money on their money. So if over time the property is appreciating at 5% a year, year over year over year, right. after five right. years with leverage and putting 10% down, you may actually see a return on investment of 30, 35% annually. Annually. Right. What other investment right. can possibly give you that? That's the sale to mom and dad in terms of Helping right. Now, Rob, would it make any sense for someone who has a good job, has a good career, maybe double income, I don't know, but let's say, uh, you know, my wife and I decided early on in our marriage that I would work and she would stay home with the kids. Um, is, does it make sense these days for someone to say, okay, we don't have 10%, we have Two percent. We've got some savings, but not enough to pay ten percent for a home that's a million bucks. Can we? I don't know. Leverage? Can we borrow? 
money, put it down on a, a home, and then and then leverage our way out of a high interest loan to a, to obviously the low interest of a of a home loan. Is that possible? You can. I mean, obviously, you could go if, depending on the purchase value of the home at which you're looking, which is sometimes difficult in our area. But there's FHA mm. loans that are available with as little as three percent down. Mm. Um, mm. There's VA loans for those people who serve in the military, and also other the Navy Federal Credit Union, as an example, with zero percent down, up to a million dollars. If you have, if you or anybody in your family, all the way back to your grandparents, ever served in the military. So there are definitely what? programs around to help people leverage more. Most people aren't even aware of this. No, so my dad was in the I, Navy. I would say my that. wife's dad was in the yep. uh, Air Force. <laughs> so you can purchase up to a million dollars with no money down. Uh, Let us know when you're in the federal Joe. I, I see all yeah. those commercials <laughs> on TV. Uh, you know, I, they, they have all those commercials, the Navy Federal Credit Union and the, and the other one, uh, I can't remember, U.S. something or other. But I USA see those commercials all the time. Yeah, 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 I see those commercials all the time. You know, Joe, we have to do a station break. Yes, yes, we do. And ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the South Bay Show. We love bringing this hyper-local focus. We're talking about real estate. Uh, in Southern California, one of our favorite topics. Uh, we love bringing these hyper-local radio shows to you every Thursday morning at 8 a.m. and every Friday morning at 8 a.m. Thursdays is the South Bay Spotlight, where we spotlight some you know, great food, great uh, uh, local uh, uh, government activities, and local businesses throughout the South Bay from El Segundo uh, south to the hill and and uh, east to Torrance, but every Friday at 8 a.m., we bring you uh, the Manhattan Beach Chamber 360, um, all the same focus, uh, but uh, with a special emphasis on the city of Manhattan Beach and, of course, a special emphasis on the members of the Manhattan Beach Chamber because we're proudly sponsored by the Manhattan Beach Chamber on Friday. So please join us, and, of course, you can always just say, hey, Google, uh, play the South Bay show, or Alexa, play the South Bay show, or hey, Siri, play the South Bay show. We're on all the smart, uh, smart speaker um, and uh, smart uh, access to podcasts uh, in, in, uh, out there. So please join us uh, or in your car or on a run or at the gym. Um, we'd love to uh, bring you the best that the South Bay has to offer. And I, I uh, and think the best – what? I, well, I just wanted to say, again, uh, uh, we're giving away a couple of uh, Kings tickets ah. right now. Yeah. All right? So, yeah, uh, yeah my, the board was weird before. Somebody was calling in, I, and I picked it up, and they didn't answer. Uh, so okay. guess call in. Okay, if you want to call in to win these Kings tickets, you got to know the answer to the trivia question. The number to call in is 714-242-5288. And the question is – the Los Angeles Kings routinely play a crosstown rivalry with the Anaheim Ducks. What is the name of this rivalry? Um, and Come again, on. the call-in number, 714-242-5288. And, Joe, I just wanted to mention something funny. Um, you know, we're now, as you said, we're on all of these smart uh, phone things. You know, if you just say, hey, Siri, play yeah. the South Bay show, it'll, it'll, it'll show up. Yeah. Last night, I, I was on Apple. Um, I, I was I was looking at different movies, and um, I, I looked up, it's, I saw a little thing that said podcast, so I looked up the South Bay show, and um, they, had, they have a bunch of shows of ours listed uh, by order of popularity, and there are a whole bunch of them where, you know, it's like most popular. It doesn't give you numbers, <laughs> but it's like one of, the, it's yeah. one of those graphs, you know? So, uh, yeah. I, you know, yeah. I've never seen that before. This, this is new for us. We've never been on these platforms before. So uh, we, we have yeah. some uh, researching to do on on how it goes. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah, is new. So. Um uh we we are very lucky to have had um you know that uh that membership with the Independent uh, Podcaster Alliance has really um uh, uh uh brought dividends because uh they helped us with some advice uh get uh our act together in terms of our our what's called an RSS feed 
um, visible in all those places, and now we're visible everywhere, all the major podcast uh, platforms, and uh, onward and upward. All right. Well, let's get back to the topic. I have a question for Rob and Don. Um, Speaking of TV commercials, which I just mentioned, what is going on with all of these, like, pseudo-home celebrity people that want to buy your home? All of these guys on TV, uh, I want to buy your home. It doesn't matter what shape it's in. I want to buy it. What's, what's up with that? I mean, I, I can't believe that you're going to get market value from these guys, are you? No. Who wants to take that? <laughs> the, simple, yeah. the simple answer is no. No, Rob said You're going to need to yeah. – on their, on their, on their um, models that they do – they're going to need to have at some point a 15 to 20% gross profit margin on their investment, which means that they're going to need to buy between 15 and 20% below market. That works for some people, by the way, they want fast cash and they've got a lot of built up equity in their home and they just don't, and they're saving the 6% real estate fee or 5% real estate fee, whatever it may be. So they feel like they're winning. Yeah. Well, and and Rob, of course the, 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 advantage is that these guys don't come and say, oh, yeah, well, let's do an escrow and this. They say, we're ready to write a check. How soon can you move? Exactly. And for some people, that can be an advantage depending on where they're at in their, in their lives. Sometimes, I mean, it's, it's not a smart idea because in our marketplace, it's so active that we can take somebody from day one to closing and money in their pocket and oftentimes 14 to 21 days if they price their property appropriately and they're still making 10% more than they would by working with one of those people. So they can't wait two weeks for the money, then I guess it's a smart idea, but otherwise they're, they're leaving money on the table. Wow. Wow. Two weeks. That's what I thought. Oh my God. That's that's what I thought. As real estate agents representing these people, if they said to us, Rob, would you buy my house for 20% below market uh, right now today? We ethically can't do that. It'd be nice to do it. We mm-hmm. say, look, that's a, we'd have to explain to them, that's a real mistake. You're leaving money on the table. Why do you want to do that? Well, I got a call from one mm-hmm. of these companies that said they could buy me and give me money in three days. You say, well, you probably mm-hmm. be better off if you need money today, borrowing money at a high interest rate, and then putting mm-hmm. the property in the market, selling it in a normal time frame, and, and making the additional money. We can show you how to do that. Um, wow! But there are you know, unscrupulous and unethical people out there that somebody called and said, "Would you buy my property?" And they give a price, and they would just write them a check or do a short escrow or mm-hmm. whatever, and they would mm-hmm. take advantage of these people as opposed to telling them the truth. We we pride ourselves on having a high degree of ethics, and I'd rather see somebody else do better. And I, we actually have those situations where people said, "No, we're fine with it. We'd like you to buy the property," and we've done that, mm-hmm. and it satisfied the requirement after after all the caveats have been met. So to your point mm-hmm. about these companies mm-hmm. that come in and, and, and do this and provide funds quickly for people, there are definitely those situations where it's an advantage. Right. Right. This, this, uh, this market market is, is, yeah, this market is so, uh, uh, you know, obviously real estate in general is changing to some degree, lots of technology, uh, getting involved, there's there's these companies that are advertising on television. Can uh, uh, Donald, can you or Rob talk about some of these companies? And I'm I'm talking companies less established than Remax. Um, these new uh, companies that say that they have similar services, but greatly reduced percentages. Can you speak to that, Donald? Yeah. Yeah, of course, a little bit, Joe. There's, I think everybody wants a piece of the pie in the the South Bay, and they're coming in with um, whatever techniques may up the game or have an advantage for potential clients. Um, but some of these, say, discount-rated brokerages, it, it might work in a more homogenous area, Arizona or different places where similar homes and similar prices and uh, a lot more volume. Here, uh, people have bigger expectations 
um, clients require a lot and they're, they're willing to pay the difference for good service and value. Like Rob said, our, our goal is to provide a value. And uh, the more you start discounting, I think that goes away. Um, I would say that's sort of it in a nutshell to cover several of them, but they're all, and you, you don't see them around here because it's not a successful model. They have a less than one percentage of the market. Um, and that's why you, I mean, the old adage you get what you pay for really comes into play here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You guys well, remember Purple Bricks? Yeah. Remember that name? Yeah, they were yeah, huge I remember for that. about a minute. I remember that. Yeah. Where where did they go? They spent about a billion dollars on advertising and they came and went and they were gone. And yeah. here's the yeah. thing. We call these companies in, in the real estate industry at large, we take a lot of pride in the education that we have in order to facilitate our client's objectives and we're consultants in, in our team. We don't ever forget that for which we get paid, and that is we walk people through the process of buying and selling real estate. That sounds pretty simple. But it's different than being in an environment where you're just writing up paperwork to buy and sell homes. You're helping people through the process. And as buyers, they don't pay the commission. The sellers pay the commission. So as buyers, of course, they're going to want to have the best consultation possible. They're going to want to have an agent that's looking out after their interests. And it will help them get a home that they want and that they can afford. When I first got in the real estate business, this idea that you always have to get people the best possible deal that you can was foremost in my mind. Well, I started not getting the homes for my clients that they wanted. That's, and then I remembered what it was that my job entailed, and that was getting my client the property, which was their objective. So we couldn't always give them the best quote-unquote deal but we were able to provide them the advantage of understanding where they were going, where they were heading at every step of the way. When they got there, they knew how happy they should be. And that was very important. With sellers, we can orchestrate things for a seller so that they make the most net money as compared with any other company out there because of the expertise that we bring to the table in creating a bidding environment in negotiating the best um, possible sales price for the seller in helping them discover who the best buyer is and walking them through that part of the process. The disruptors, the companies like your Purple Bricks, like your Rexes, like your even your Red Pins to a great extent, they can't offer that. They do not have the time and the, and the energy, given the amount of money that they're getting paid, to be able to provide that kind of service, which is really needed and wanted, as Donald said, in our area of great diversity of real estate, where you can't have a computer or an algorithm or a Zillow Zestimate tell you what the value of property is, or why you might want to pay higher or lower than that for that particular home, in that particular location, in that particular school district. That takes a local mm-hmm. expert with the kind of knowledge that's worth paying for. Right. That's pretty right. explicit as to what our value is in these transactions. You can see I have a, a little bit of an opinion as far as that's concerned. But we relish the right. fact of well, I love competing against those companies as it relates to sellers. And the seller says, I've got uh, so-and-so that says they'll do it for 1%. And we explain yeah. to them very easily that they're making the mistake of concentrating on the 5% that they're going to lose being pay versus the 95% that they're going to earn. When they lose sight of that, they oftentimes make less money than they thought they would make by paying a full commission brokerage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That, is, that explains it. Absolutely. Um, I, I don't think people realize that that's why it's on TV. It's called marketing. Mm. <laughs> If it's on TV, it must be true. Right. right. Purple purple Brick used to to state, it was funny in their advertising, and they they would state that uh, as the the two uh, people were talking to one another about real estate, hey, they're real agents. So I I didn't realize that the bar was that low for these companies that, (laughs) hey, he's got a real estate license. Now, if you want to compare a guy that got his real estate license last Tuesday to me, who with Jackie Mm -hmm. can remember the 70s, in real estate with interest yeah. rates at 19% and all of the right. wealth of knowledge that came between then and now to help the clients. If you want to compare those two, 
it's probably worth way more than the 2% that uh, they think they're saving by using the agent that got, they got their license last Tuesday. Right. You right. know, you go back, it goes back to the old saying, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is, right? Yeah, yeah. here you go. <laughs> yeah. Now, now, Rob, a you bring up a every point, pot. Jack. Yeah, a chicken in every You bring up a point that Jackie mentioned earlier that I just, you know, in the context of talking about real estate, can you just for a moment, Rob, just sit and and think and tell people how unusual, how historical 3% is, how, how insanely low interest rates are today. It's, it's mind-boggling. The, the biggest way that I explain that to people, when I, got, when I first got in the business in 1979, interest rates were at 17%. That was what they were. I did not do a conventional mortgage for the first three years in which I was in real estate. And and I was pretty mm. successful as a new agent. I did a lot of deals, but we used wraparounds and we had seller financing and we created second trust deeds and we sold them and we traded properties and we brought in rutabaga futures or whatever it took to make deals happen. But, but <laughs> it was three years before I even did a conventionally financed loan. And we used to use these books because we didn't have the fancy schmancy smartphones that told you everything. We used to use these books that had the interest rates or the payments at various interest rates at various loan amounts. Well, guess what? That book didn't go below 10% interest because we never thought we'd see interest rates below 10%. Wow. That gives you a little bit of perspective of what 3% looks like. We call it free money because in Mm -hmm. an economy, we never thought we'd get to the point where the interest rates were below the rate of appreciation. That sort of mm-hmm. leverage is, is, it just doesn't exist. We talk about that as it relates to income-producing properties, that you want to have a, a rate of capitalization, you want to have a return that's higher than your cost of money. Then you've got a property that's really working for you. Well, it's been years and years and years since we were able to make that happen. But we are able to sell fourplexes to clients now using the kind of financing that's available, and they can get financing as low as 2.5% on a seven-year, you know, adjustable rate mortgage. So fixed for seven years. Imagine the benefit that you get with all the cash flow coming in when you're paying interest rates that low. By the way, that's another mm. thing we didn't talk about, income property, as it relates to affordability. So if you buy a duplex mm-hmm. as opposed to a single family and you have rental income coming in from the, the other side of that, that can help offset your mortgage. And as the rents go up over time, and the rents in our area can go up even with, the, with our state rent control, they can go up about 8% a year. If inflation is at 4% and your, and your rents are going up at 8%, you quickly get to a point where you're paying less and less and less over time for your ability to remain in that property. Right, right. Also, just <clears throat> sounds like yeah, it's a good, time to buy. It sounds, it sounds like a good time to buy. <laughs> it, it always is. It always is. Wow. What, it, what time you say sell, was, the time to sell, the yeah. best time to sell, if you can afford not to, by the way, and you're, you're hearing it from a realtor, is never. Yeah. Mm. You yeah. never sell your real estate asset if you don't have to, unless you've got a plan B that puts you in a superior position. I wish I'd never sold any of the real estate I purchased. Amen. Of the wealth in the United States is in real estate. Right. Hmm. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, it's funny because I was in the uh, commercial real estate industry uh, for for many years uh, before I started doing what I'm doing now, and uh, I I remember the ups and downs. You know, I remember the ups and downs all through the '80s and 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 into the '90s. And uh, yeah, yeah. I I kind of wish we never sold anything that that we built. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Well, back wow. in the early 90s when, when there was 50% vacancy rate in commercial industrial real estate in the South Bay, things looked pretty, um, pretty grim. But it, it, that, mm-hmm. that, was, that was as bad as, our, as an economy could have possibly gotten in our area. We lost, we lost our fundamental uh, economic employer, which was aerospace. 
who knew that peace mm-hmm. was going to break out everywhere and all of a sudden we didn't need all this wartime equipment and all those companies, we lost 12% of our workforce overnight, overnight mm-hmm. when peace broke out. Mm-hmm. But at the time, mm-hmm. you know, when I thought about it and I sit and because my dad was that economist that had me thinking about this, I thought to myself, what's going to, what's going to happen with all that brain power in those aerospace companies? You're just going to disappear. They're going to go off and work for Burger King. I mean, I, I, mm-hmm. I assumed that they would go off and do entrepreneurial things, which guess what they did. And it created over time, the most horizontal economy that exists anywhere in the world. We do everything here mm-hmm. in Southern California. So over time that made us have the kind of strength that we have. In 1991, the three largest employers were all aerospace companies. I think it was TRW, uh, Boeing, and Hughes. I think they were the biggest three. Guess who the three largest mm-hmm. employers are now? State of California, the County of Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and the City of Los Angeles. That tells mm. you how horizontal our economy is. Right. Wow. Right. I didn't know that. That's pretty I didn't amazing know that. to think about. That. Uh, I, well, I don't know that I like why we're in the garden spot. Yeah, I don't know that I like that, but <laughs> I, I didn't know it, and I don't know that I like that. That having the state being the largest <laughs> employer in the county. Yeah, that, I don't know. There's something a little upside down about that to me. Hmm. Well, mm-hmm. well, it wasn't as though there were fewer. It wasn't as though there were fewer employees in the '90s. It was just that in the state, in in, in the government. It was just that you didn't think about it because the the large economic. Um, Employment machines were aerospace companies and, and others that they were tertiary to those. So, you know, mm-hmm. now all those companies still exist. They just do different things. They do peacetime things instead of wartime things. So interesting stuff. Yeah, very mm-hmm. interesting. Very, you're so well-rounded. Uh, you know, it's not, as you said, it's not <laughs> just about buying a home. There's, there's a lot more on the table to take into account. Um, and we saw that again with a, uh, uh, who was it that – who was the big campus over in Torrance that moved to Texas? Uh, uh, the car company. Oh, uh, Toyota. Blanking. Toyota. Toyota. Yeah, yeah. Um, they, they, had a, they had a big campus, and they up and de- – they decamped to Texas, uh, which, right. you know, I just don't understand. You know, I, I, I can't see living in the South Bay moving to Texas. That just doesn't make any sense to me. I had several, <laughs> I had several people I know work there, and they, they went off and they moved to Texas where – they have these giant, gigantor homes, um, mm-hmm. but again, it, it, uh, there's no there's South no Florida. ocean nearby. So, uh, what what? The, What'd you say? Uh, South Fork Ranch, South Fork. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, pretty the, much. But the I think ranch there's from no, Dallas. There, yeah. yeah, there's no ocean exactly. nearby, so uh, I, well, I don't. You know, I don't the get interesting it. thing about this. The interesting thing about that move is everybody freaked out when that happened because there were so many employees that were going to be moved from Toyota. And we thought it was going to create a, a dip in real estate in the South Bay. You remember, Donald? Uh, and yeah, it yeah. hasn't even made a dent. Right. <laughs> you yeah. didn't even notice it. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I like, Jackie, that I like, I like that you said Rob was well-rounded in this. He doesn't know this. But it, around, I call him the Robopedia of the real estate world, and that, that's you got it. You got it all right there in an hour. <laughs> Robopedia, uh, and he didn't know it. That's what they call him behind his back he in the office. Robop- yeah, you need I to do. know something. They call, they call me a Robop- lot of things. Trust me. It's been such a You're right, it's been a fascinating conversation We learned a lot in the last hour And unfortunately, I'm having trouble with the switchboard here So we didn't get a chance to give away The tickets or the jersey Rob, would it be okay if we we gave them away On tomorrow's show? Oh sure, of course Yeah, we we have the Manhattan Beach 360 As long as it's still going to be With King's Trivia Oh yeah, no, 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 absolutely Yeah no, no, absolutely. Absolutely sponsored by the Domo Group. Absolutely, yeah. Um yeah, we're running out of time. So listen, give us some contact information, give us a website. How can people find you guys, the Robopedia and and company of, of real estate? Um how can people get in touch with you? Well, they can they can go to our website, um, which is domorealestate.com and they can make contact that way. Uh, they can call me direct at 310-291-7779. And, Donald, they can reach you where? Yeah, it's same, 310 
really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, Joe, we have to wrap it up. <clears throat> it's been a great discussion. I mean, uh, favorite topic, uh, South Bay uh, of Los Angeles real estate is one of the hottest markets in the country, and we love talking about it. And uh, we will be talking about it again, no doubt. Thank you for joining us uh, today, uh, Rob Friedman and Donald McVicker. You got it, Joe. Thank you. Thank you very much for having us. Thank you, sir. Thank you, guys. And, uh, of course, thank you, Jackie. Always a pleasure, Joe. We are going to have a great time tomorrow. Please join us tomorrow for Manhattan Beach uh, Chamber 360. Uh, we'll see you all. And, and, and tell your friends they can win Kings tickets tomorrow and a signed Kings jer- jersey tomorrow. Just uh, come on in. We'll see you then. Bye, everybody. <laughs>